Hi, well, it's good to be back with you for another episode of Coffee Pods. Yep, gosh, it's series seven, is it? It's like something yeah. like that. <laughs> We've done a fair few, and today we're continuing with our series Supernatural God, Supernatural Works. If this is your first time joining us, there's plenty more uh, on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast. But today we are looking at the authority of the disciple, um, or the d- discipleship's authority. And we've looked a little bit at this over um, Acorn Christian Life, but this is just more an opportunity to pull it apart, I suppose. Um, but when we talk about authority of the disciple, Wes, um, what is that? How does authority work? Great question. And I, I think one of the interesting things, I mean, just think about the wonder of the fact that the almighty, eternal, sovereign God made a decision about you that you would have a part to play in the way that the kingdom of Jesus gets done on earth. I mean, just think about that for a minute. So you are not a spectator. You don't get to sit and just watch this and think, OK, you actually are, are drawn in to participate in the work of God. And of course, this series that we're looking about, Supernatural God, Supernatural Works, is about saying, how has God actually e- equipped us to take part in that incredible uh, privilege of bringing the kingdom of Jesus in? So. I mean, the authority works at a number of levels. Obviously, there's a spiritual level that it works at. You know, the disciples are sent out to deal with the demonic. But there's also a physical realm that it deals with so that they were sent out to um, heal bodies, to to do something with the, the, the physical reality of people. But also they were sent out to do something about people's hearts to with the message that the kingdom of God had come and that Jesus was Messiah, the saviour of the world. So if you think about it, the, the incredible to the totality of, of all of our human reality has been brought into this great venture of God just bringing the kingdom of Jesus in. And we get to play in that game, in that field. And of course, to do that, you need both the resources and the right to act in Jesus name so that's basically how authority would work can you just expand that a little bit more what you mean you know I think it's it's uh you've talked about the practicalities haven't you there's obviously there's practical things we can do Um, And we may be we may receive a nudge from God and what that might be. or We we may have discernment. But then also there is the spiritual side of God being within us. Um, Yeah. Can you expand a little bit more on that? Yeah. Well, you see, for instance, um, when my kids were smaller, um, you know, we used to have friends who used to borrow our car. Mm. And um, so I could send my sort of six year old son to the door with the car keys. And, um, you know, and he could say to John, um, here's the keys. You know, dad says there's the keys. So as far as John was concerned, my son had the authority to give him the keys for the car. But the car wasn't his and my son couldn't drive. Well, at least I hope he wasn't driving at six because he had my authority, my the right to act in my name. And the resources, the keys to hand them over to act in my name. So if you think in a similar vein, 
when God calls us to tell people about Jesus, just think about it. It's not us trying to work something out. We are there on God's behalf. Yeah. And that as we talk to them, heaven's resources comes in and gets involved in it. Similarly, in praying for people who are sick, it's not just us praying and expressing our wishes and our hope. We're actually on a, a acting with a much greater power and resource and authority behind us. So I guess it's a bit like a policeman can stand in the middle of the road on oncoming traffic, put his hand up and say, stop. And you will. Now, the policeman probably doesn't have the physical strength to stop a car going at 40 miles an hour in its tracks like Superman. But the authority that he has, the right to stand there, makes you stop. And so similarly, when we are acting in the name of Jesus, um, we have that same uh, heavenly authority behind us, the right to act in his name. Of course, in order to exercise authority, you have to live under authority so by that i mean um you you know uh in the healing of the centurion's uh, servant um he says to jesus i too am a man under authority i know how this works so for instance for me if i want to have the the jesus authority as i minister to people i have to live under that authority i have to do what the bible says You know, I can't just go around sinning and pleasing myself. I have to live under that same kingdom of Jesus. That's very helpful. Thank you. Yeah, really good. So then leading on from that, how much authority do we have? I mean, like, can we do everything? Are we limited? Well, um, yeah, we're human. Absolutely. Um, You know, I I still get tired and, you know, whatever. (laughs) And of course, funnily enough, Jesus also experienced that being in a human body yeah but the thing is when you ask how much authority do we have we have all the authority we need to complete the task that god has given us okay so if god says to us um you know jump 20 feet um he will give us the the resources to do that if he says jump a mile he'll give us the resource to do that you see what i mean so in a sense saying how much authority do we have it's a bit like dependent on the task. Right. So, for instance, right. if I'm pray, praying for somebody who's sick, um, I know that Jesus is able to do whatever he tells us to do. And therefore, I can act in the confidence that that I have the right to act in his name and the resources to act in his name. I guess the other thing is we don't have authority over people it doesn't mean that we can tell people what to do you know and say right you know get my will done on earth as i'd like it to be done actually what we do have um is we have the resources to to deal with the issues that impact people be they physical emotional mental demonic you know to bring the life and love of jesus active into that we have the right and the permission and the resources to do that if we are trying to pray or we are praying for something um in somebody's life that maybe doesn't match the character of god as we know him could that sometimes be why we don't see things happen or am i just making up a thought (laughs) no I, i think you're right i think you know i mean it's this thing about living under authority i I know that um, 
if somebody is open to Jesus and seeking to live in the flow of his life, then there, there is a greater access and openness to whatever God is wanting to do. But if somebody is very resistant, then that can be harder. Although, you know, uh, it was Ian Andrews who used to say, he had a healing evangelist uh, in the UK a while back, and he used to say that, that God will heal a non-Christian to show that Jesus is Lord, but that he would expect a Christian to live with Jesus as Lord in the process of healing. To me. So in, in a sense, your question is yes and in that I, it seems to me that if we can get people connected to Jesus, it's much easier. But that doesn't mean that if they're not, it can't happen. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Um, so we've we've kind of looked at what um, sorry, how authority works, being under it and exercising it. We've looked at how much of it we have. Um, yeah. And that God, God equips us for the, the task at hand. Yeah. Um, so what is it ultimately for? It's not just so that we have these wonderful, you know, skills and powers, is it? Well, no. And, and I think you've, you've got it absolutely right. All, for instance, all the gifts of the spirit, they're not badges that yeah. say you're a super Christian. You know, you're a holy person. You're a really intelligent, biblical Christian. They, they don't say any of that. What they actually are are tools to do the job. And and uh, you know, in terms of living under the in, under the authority of God, um, just you know, we we think it's going to be a really difficult thing. We think you know, you know, God's just um, wanting to um, make my life restrictive and miserable. But actually, living under the authority of God is an absolutely incredible thing. Look at the person who lived under the authority of the Father more than anyone else you ever met. Yes, the answer is Jesus. Just look at his life. You have to tell me that that wasn't a restricted, minimalistic, pathetic life. That was somebody who was absolutely so full of heaven's life. And so authority is that we might act in God's name and on his behalf with all of the resources that heaven uh, has at our disposal. And so if you said, what's it for? It's really to bring in the kingdom of God, to bring in life as God sees it and would offer it to us as God meant it to be, as he created it to be. You know, so whether it's dealing with um, our own stuff or other people's stuff, whether it's about individuals or communities or nations, you know, um, there's a in one of the Psalms, it says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, you know, where the kingdom of God is being fully um, expressed. And so it's to make, if you like, somebody said, what's it like? I, I said, God gives us authority to make heaven on earth, you know, to make the reality of heaven on earth, whatever it is, body, mind or spirit. Brilliant. And it's so exciting when you when you see it happening and. Oh, and when yeah. we're a part of it, you know, it really is humbling. Um, but I just think it's so amazing that we can experience some of heaven on earth. You know, it's it's so it's not restrictive. 
No, I mean, I talked to a guy just recently who prayed for somebody uh, and 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 the person was healed of fibromyalgia and, and he hasn't really been involved in healing much or long. And he just acted on the fact that this is what Jesus would want. And he was going to act on the authority that God had given him. And he just loved it. You know, and I so I think there is incredible moments when you see that reality of heaven coming on earth. And of course, the thing that that we are as disciples of Jesus, we are given responsibility to act as Jesus would on the earth. Think of, I mean, I just get overwhelmed with that. That God says, Wes, I want you to act like Jesus would on the earth. Do what he would have done for this person. Uh, and Mary and I were praying for somebody just uh, literally just before we came on the call, you know, and just just act, praying in the way that Jesus would have acted for them. And you think, now that's moving in authority. It's not about having power over people and telling people what to do. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I love it when quite often at our events at ACORN um, or just in conversations that we have with people who are journeying, um, you often say, well, what do you think Jesus would do if he was in the room with that person at that moment? And I love that because suddenly you're like, oh, <laughs> He has best intentions for this person. <laughs> oh, I love that, Lisa. Best yeah. intentions, absolutely. And, and of course, when you put that into action, then yeah. all of heaven's resources and and right and permission and and, and it all gets behind you. It's yeah. like it's like they're all saying, "Yeah, yeah, go, go on, do it, do it, do it, do it." You know. And and yeah. so when you pray, you find that the words that you speak, the prayers that you bring, have power. Yeah. Way beyond your best wishes, you know. You think, yeah, God really wants something happening here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I think I, I know the answer to my next question, but are there any dangers in, in this <laughs> having this authority? Yes. And of course, the, the trouble is that it, authority can very easily flip to power and abuse. And that's not what we're talking about. In fact, actually, if you wanted to put it a better way, you have been given authority to be God's servant. That's good. You, know, you haven't been given authority to be God's policeman. Yeah. And, and I think very often in church, we can see ministries as and, and, and the public display as being powerful and that everything the people do is, is right. But actually, we're just given authority to be God's servants and to bring the gifts that he wants to people. I mean, just imagine, I mean, my denial job, if I ever felt I was being a lousy church leader or whatever, my denial job is to be a driver for John Lewis. And do, do you know why? Because everybody is happy to see you when you arrive <laughs> with a John Lewis van and something <laughs> to them. And, and it's just this lovely thing. And of course, the driver isn't John Lewis. Yeah. He's just acting in the authority to bring good things to other people, you know, and I've never invited the John Lewis driver into my house for tea and dinner and stayed overnight and stuff. He was just somebody who came to serve and to make our lives, in my language, uh, better. Do you know? And so if you imagine just as, as those of us are given authority, we're just given authority to serve and make other people's lives richer. Not, not anything. But when we forget that's what we're to do, supposed to be doing. And when we sort of begin to think, well, actually, because I prayed and this person was healed, I must be something, you know, and, and we start to believe our own press. I think that's when 
we get in danger. Um, and actually, I think that's when God very graciously takes the authority away and says, no, 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 you're not going to play with that anymore. Um, it's it's given to enrich other people's lives, not to make our lives more powerful or significant or, you know, um, prominent. Yeah, absolutely. And we can see that when we look at Jesus again. I mean, I, I, he was just so gentle um, mm. in his interactions, even because mm. when you think of the word authority, well, when I think of it, it does make you think of rules, maybe restrictions, power. Mm. And I just feel like he's taken a completely different um he's got a different version of what authority can look like yes yes and and of course he says to the disciples the rulers of the gentiles lord over them but it shall not be so among you Mm. and and then he goes on to say you know whoever the greatest should will be the servant of all and and if you think of authority as not so much in language of power but uh, of just the right and the resources to act to make other people's lives richer in jesus name then you work out what Jesus is giving the disciples. I mean, interesting, none of the 12 wanted to become a substitute Messiah. You know, know, they were just there to serve the kingdom of God and bring other people closer to God. And that's what the authority is given to us for, that we might deal with anything that prevents people coming closer to Jesus. I love that. And it makes coming under the authority of God seem like such a joy. Um, and I think that's that's especially important when we are with people who may be new to faith um, and exploring and journeying, that coming under the authority of God is such a gift rather than something to fear. Yeah, and, and it's not, funny enough, it's not something that we're forced to do. No. It's just no. something we say, do you know, I just, I love living life with Jesus in charge. It's brilliant. You yeah. know, it's great. Yeah. Saves me from an awful lot of cock-ups. That's a Greek <laughs> word, meaning when you really get it wrong. So, <laughs> and, and I really do think that, somebody put it this way, Lisa, they said that the will of God is exactly what you would choose if you could see your life from God's perspective. Oh, that's interesting. So if you could see you as God sees you now, you would choose exactly what God would choose. Yes. Because you think, yeah. why wouldn't I? That's that's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. This has been so helpful. Um, hopefully those of you listening as well have found it really helpful. Um, but uh, I was going to mention also, if I can get the date right, the 9th of April. Um, here at Acorn, we are holding a morning uh, on the Holy Spirit and how it is a life resource. So if this sort of stuff interests you, which I'm sure it does, um, we'd love to see you there. It is a free event, so you don't need to pay. You just need to register on. But we will be looking at this together and we'll be putting it into practice um, through times of ministry as well. But before I say goodbye, Wes, would you kindly pray for everyone listening? Yeah, will do. And uh, forgive me if I've been wittering on. So No, it's great. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, thank you that you chose to draw us all into this incredible adventure of faith, of making heaven a reality for other people. And God, we pray today, Lord, I I just pray for those for whom they need that touch. Lord, I stand in the authority of Jesus' name today. And I just say to bodies and minds and spirits, to wherever there is need, may the kingdom of God come near you today. May healing come near you today. May his love and his life come near you today. 
And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you again, Wes, and thank you guys for listening. And we will catch you soon. Well, indeed. Yep. Bye. Bye.